Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Hello, my pleasure seekers. And if you're not my pleasure seekers, you're your own pleasure seekers. But if you're seeking my pleasure, that's cool too. I like that. I like the thought that there might be people out there seeking pleasure for me too and going, I wonder if this would, you know, be pleasurable for Melissa. And the funny thing is, is I actually do have friends who do that and send me stuff all the time to uh, tweak my interest and see, is this pleasurable? Are you into this? This, I think, is something you're into. Well, why is that? Because I think these are friends that know that I question everything all the time. In fact, I question everything even as a child. I question myself. I question the universe. I question so much I got in trouble in school. I got called, uh, my mother got called in on uh, you know, to discuss my behavior and me questioning authority all the time. <laughs> like, why do you have authority? It's what I did. It's a question. And I think that with the pleasure zone, we question. Why not question? I'm always posing questions like, what would be pleasurable? What could be pleasurable? You know, all kinds of questions about history, about philosophy about sociology and so many and psychology and biology and we look at so many different aspects of gender of sexuality even of romanticism and so many more things as well so if you are queer and questioning and if you're part of the alphabet mafia and you don't know it yet what is that alphabet mafia well we'll talk about that and if you don't know it quite and you're not sure what to do, I hope that I can offer you some tips and tools to be able to help you feel maybe calm in your brain, get yourself some clarity, and realize that you don't actually have to decide anything ever. You could be questioning your whole life and that's okay. All right, so why this topic? Well, if you are listening to this uh, live on June 13th, 2022, this is Pride Month. This is June, this is Pride Month. If you're listening to it after in podcast form, then you are going to be listening to um, this not during Pride Month, but I wanted to celebrate Pride Month by having some shows actually dedicated to things Pride. I consider myself not only an ally, but as I've been reminded many, many times, I'm actually queer. So that's fun. <laughs> so, hey, I just let you guys know that. Now, if um, if that's my family out there listening and they had no idea, well, surprise. So I doubt it because my family doesn't usually listen to my shows, but the family in my home know this sort of thing about me. How do you know? How do you know if you're queer? Well, for one thing, I'm queer on so many levels, which is kind of fun, uh, but 
uh, how do you know? And I never really needed a label, but I think it's fun if I'm going to have a label, I'll have one. Um, that uh, basically my openness about having, you know, sexual intimacy with men or women, but I'm not, it's not just that. Like, I don't actually have a preference. I am very much more, more than anything, very much like sapiosexual where I love people's brains. And when people say things that are brilliant, my body literally gets turned on by that. So brilliance absolutely turns me on. I love a good brain. Mm. So nothing like a good brain. And in that sense too, sapiosexual, but also pretty much pansexual because it really doesn't matter to me what kind of body or identity you're showing up as, whether it's gender, or a different, um, or whatever sexual identity you show up as, it doesn't really matter because it's really, to me, it's about you as a person in your brain. So I happen to be married to a man who's fucking genius. I swear, I just swore for no reason, but it was also fun. He is, he's freaking brilliant. And his brilliance at what he does is by far what turned me on the most when I met him. When I saw his his abilities and his mind and like how he works i love it and the fact that when on our when i in the middle of like i think the very first time we had sex he started giving me random facts random facts so i was like okay we're in the middle of sex and thanks for the random facts you're brilliant i love this about you i now have phone calls coming through so i actually wonder is my family now calling to say hey what's this true confession going on here well true confessions never really need felt I needed to confess or claim anything but if I need to identify then for the sake of you guys being able to relate to me there you go there's my identity all right for a while I even thought oh I must be bi but I think I'm beyond bi pretty much it's not about the bodies so as in Schitt's Creek there is a saying by the character David he says it's about the wine, not the label. And truly, it's about the wine, not the label. So how do you know? I'm 47 years old, and my whole life I've wondered. I've been curious, and I've been questioning my whole life. And if you've never questioned, that's fine. You might have actually been raised in, uh, you know, in a family or in a culture that it's not okay to question and heteronormative like heteronormative ways are the way to go. And, you know, even if you began to fantasize about somebody that identifies as the same uh, sex or gender as you, you might have thought there was something really wrong with you. So there are a lot of reasons why people may never question or they may be questioning even when they're in their 90s because maybe they've never had the space or the chance to fully express who they are. Maybe they don't feel safe in the environment to express who they are. And sometimes people get obsessed in their minds with these things. And there, there is an OCD that's actually dedicated towards uh, sexuality where people get obsessed with thoughts about, you know, am I this, am I that, what's going on? I encourage you that if you're going through that, Listen to the show, just see if anything relates for you. If you're still deeply questioning this and you're like obsessed with the thoughts and you would like some coaching around that, 
you can connect with me through you can connect with me through my website melitzajelinek.com or find me on social media when you do find me on social media and message me you need to let me know why and i'm happy to give you 15 minutes of my time so it might not be right then we'll need to schedule so so let's get kind of clear on some terms. Why did I use the word queer when it's actually a derogatory term? Uh, for a lot of people, it was a derogatory term, but it's been reclaimed. Just like a lot of words have been reclaimed, it's like you can reclaim words and then you can feel confident with them. There are a lot of uh, words going around now that have been reclaimed, but uh, people still can use the word queer very derogatorily. derogatorily I think I just made that word up in a derogatory way. So if, um, you know, if it's being used as an insult, that's one thing. If you're using it to identify and own it, that's a little bit different. And how do you know what, what is this other cue, this questioning cue? Well, some of the letters in that LGBTQ, um, which has now expanded, there's actually more letters. It's 2SLGBTQI, plus, and there's more letters than that, like that's a shortened version. Um, that Q represents queer and it represents questioning. And sometimes when you're questioning, you might even go through times and phases where you're like, oh, I think maybe I'm bisexual. And then a few months later, you're like, hmm, maybe I'm a lesbian. And then maybe a little while later, like, hmm, maybe I'm not in the gender that I thought I was in. Maybe I've got something else going on. Maybe, so if you are questioning, there may be a lot of questioning going on because you might be exposed to different things and different images and different feelings that have you keep on wondering, hmm, I wonder if that's my thing. How do you find out if something's your thing? I'm gonna simplify this for you because it's always easier to make things simple. Okay, so if you're like at a buffet of life, but in this case, at a buffet for food. And there are 30 items on the menu and you have only ever tried one. And you're like, I know what olives taste like. And I know what that tastes like. And I either like olives or I don't like olives, but I know, I know olives and I don't know the rest of it. I don't even wanna know the rest of it. You've actually just invested going into a buffet where there's a million options and you're not even sure if you're gonna eat those olives that you're familiar with, yet there's 29 other choices at least, and combinations thereof, that's a lot of permutations there, 29 variations on plates with different things, plus the one that you're aware of, olives, right? This is kind of what it's like ex exploring your sexuality, your gender, and your romanticism. And how are they different? We will talk a little bit about that. But if you've decided your whole life, you're like, yeah, okay, I like olives, aka I'm heterosexual. I guess I'll have, you know, say for me, I'm heterosexual. I guess I'll have sex with men. Okay, that was okay. It's like, I like olives. It's fine. <laughs> but then you're like, what if I tried other food? Oh my God, there's cheese there. I might like that. Oh my God, what if I tested that and saw? How do you get to know? you can try it out and you can try it out in a safe way you can try it out in your mind first as fantasy that's a really safe way to try it out and when you try it out in fantasy you know you can start with small imagery in fantasy 
you could be pleasuring yourself to the thought of, say, kissing somebody that identifies with the same gender that you identify with. You could try that, or you could kind of go even a little step further. And if you have or know any friends that are also kind of curious, because you might have friends who are having these conversations, no matter what age you are, from maybe if you're 12 to the age of 90, you could be having friends who are having these conversations and you're like, you know, I've never tried this. I've never tried this either. Well, let's, what do you think? Let's try this. I think my first kiss with a woman was completely random and I was high that night. I was in my 20s and I was like, we were out and drunk and high. And I was like, yeah, that looks like fun. I'll try that. And then I kind of went, oh, I don't really remember it. So because I was drunk and high, I remember who it was. I remember it happening, but my body didn't remember like the sensations or how I felt about it so much. So had to try it again. And I recommend trying things sober. And I recommend if you're like, well, oh, you're like, I didn't really like it with that person. Well, that's one person. There are lots of men I've kissed that I'm like, eh. and then there are women I've kissed too. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really mean that kissing one man makes you heterosexual because you liked it. It means that you liked kissing that person. And so I highly recommend question things. Yes, I'm trying to get you all questioning this and testing things out and going beyond your boundaries and making your life a little uncomfortable only if you actually would like to. Of course, I wouldn't push you into this if this is something that really is uncomfortable for you and you're really dead set against it and you know you think you're going to go to hell for it. You probably shouldn't even be listening to this show. But if you're sort of curious and you sort of wonder, then we've got a world that's a buffet. Maybe you've only been trying one food. And what if you tried something else? You've had a little taste of it. What if it's not even about the sex? As you noticed that I mentioned earlier, I mentioned gender, I mentioned sexuality, and I mentioned romanticism. Because some people do not identify sexually. And that is totally okay. They actually identify romantically. And some people are, might say they're biromantic or panromantic. They have different terminology for this. But romanticism is more where you're like going out on dates, having romantic time with each other. It doesn't necessarily and it doesn't actually, um, by definition, include sex. Sexuality includes sex. It includes it, but it's not limited to it. Gender includes gender. These things are not, I mean, you can find that sometimes some people will have some terms that overlap, but they're actually very different aspects of how we identify. So if you're questioning and you're like, I don't even know, just know there are so many variations beyond hetero and heterosexual and homosexual. We have a world of new terminology, new as in, ter new as in it's accessible to the public, but it's been around for a long time, but it's just not words we're, you know, was in our normal lingo. And, and even it's not in a lot of people, everyday language because 
unless you're living in a home where there's conversations about sexuality and bodies and all this all the time, you're probably not hearing this terminology all the time. So let's get some terminology out there that might help you as well, so that you can start to go, oh, what does that mean? Like, how do I, how does that fit in? Like, am I in that puzzle piece? Does that fit me? How does that fit? So we'll look at more of that. I hope that if you have any questions or if you're curious right now and if you're questioning right now and you would like some facilitation on that, or if you're struggling with that and you would like to call in, we'd love to have you call in. So come over to the chat room over on Inspire Choices Network. You also don't have to call and speak or be seen. You can just write a message in the chat room and I'm happy to work with you. And if you would prefer to just write to me privately later, I can absolutely work with you that way. So we're gonna head to our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about queerness and questioning and this is all open for the alphabet mafia who are I might have gotten that term a little bit off as I was talking to my child about that and uh, Ziva said oh yeah because I said something like I should write like the alphabet something or other and Ziva was like yeah it's like the alphabet but I don't think it's the mafia I wrote that word um there's the rainbow mafia and the alphabet something else. I just, I created a new variation maybe, alphabet mafia. Um, but what does that mean? It's basically a, a term that's being used all across different social media, especially TikTok in the, in the LGBTQ 
I2S plus community. So how cool is that? <laughs> so I like really like that. And, um, and apparently the algorithms like that term too. So there you go. So what are some, uh, what I want to talk about for, for a minute or so is about some of the factors that might have you kind of internally questioning, but never really bringing it out publicly, even to your family or friends or anything like that. And some of them have to do with socializing. And so if you're in a social group of people, uh, your group of friends, they might have a reaction to you coming out. So there is a social aspect um, that is really significant. It's a significant factor when it comes to, especially for youth when they're questioning as, although in the last few years, there've been a lot more youth that feel comfortable coming out. And we were just at uh, Pride Parade in Belleville on the weekend, and it was really cool to see so many teenagers feeling so comfortable with themselves and being open um, and being, not a lot of them were supported by their families necessarily, but there was a lot of family uh, activity as well going on, very open to everybody. So that was lovely. But if you are a teen or a youth and, you've, and you feel like so excluded and you need to talk about it, I, I implore you to connect with me. We can talk about this stuff because it's so unfortunate that when a lot of times when people are socially excluded for their questioning or their, you know, their identity, whether it's their gender identity, their sexual identity, or their even the romanticism, uh, the romantic identity, they are completely ostracized and often lose friendships and family. And it, it can be a major, major factor uh, for teen suicide. And so before feeling like you need to end your life over this, I know that there are choices and there are options available. And if you don't know what they are and you need help navigating that, connect with me. So there is a huge, so one of our biological needs in the world is to, to need to feel socially accepted, to need to feel accepted by our peers and to feel uh, included, right? So when we're not, it can really uh, can create so many issues for us. Our basic five needs really come down to survival, love, belonging, power, freedom, and enjoyment. So that's actually from an author um, and somebody who does research on uh, human sexuality. Her name is Sarah Gardner. And it's, I think those are really, truly five basic needs. I, I don't know that it's, she's the only one that says it, but I found a quote by her about that, that um, the ways in which we behave are based on five basic instincts. So when we're missing that, when we're missing a feeling of belonging through a social network, you can feel so isolated that suicidal thoughts come in, even denial of self comes in because you're like, there's no, there's no way I can't be that. I can't. I can't identify as homosexual or lesbian. I, I just, nope, or trans, nope, I can't do that. I'll be rejected by everyone and everything. And sometimes, you know, with youth, especially if you're a parent who's aware and non-judgmental, you can sometimes be aware of that in your kid. And sometimes daily reminders of I love you no matter what can be helpful 
for your child to know that it's okay to have these conversations with you that and if you don't know how to have these conversations and you need education in that again you can connect with me on that i'm not perfect at it but i'm definitely working on it um, a lot and i do have tools for that as well through coaching when it comes to uh your your own children though it's sometimes helpful to coach yourself <laughs> get your own coaching tools out and remember some of them so yes it's fun to be able to do that so a lot of times in social settings as well if people aren't feeling feeling accepted they will start to shift their behavior just so that they can have people accept them and that is such so sad to me that that we still live in a world where people cannot freely be expressive of who they are without having ridicule. And there's there is such a there is such a rift in humanity right now as it is. And um, all of this stuff around gender and sexuality uh, has also been tossed in the mix. And it's it's uh, as much as it's easier maybe for people to come out. Um, and that's such an awful term, having to come out. The only reason people ever had to come out of anything is because they're suppressed and oppressed. So instead of coming out of the closet, there is no effing closet. You just get to walk freely, stand tall, and be proud. So yeah, those freaking crazy, uh, crazy things that we have put in our minds to be able to stop us from feeling proud of ourselves like i have to hide in a closet who put you in that closet that closet doesn't exist let's obliterate that closet so that you can you can walk freely and proudly and so if you're missing any of those biological needs which are i'll repeat those again for you so just check my am, am i feeling like like one of my biological needs are not being met is my survival need not being met is my love requirement not being met? Is my belonging need not being met? Is my power need not being met? So that's power as an empowerment, feeling empowered, right? Is my freedom need not being met? And is my enjoyment not being met? So even if you have one of those, we're not having it be met, it can throw you off and it can really um, create a lot of aggravation and confusion. Uh, and that's, that's true for so many different things, even if those needs are not met in work, but if those needs are not met in yourself around your own identity, it can create some havoc, right? So we need to be clear on those, like are my needs, these five basic needs, are they being met? And once your needs are met, you can actually create beyond that. But if if your basic needs aren't being met, that's where you start. That's your, that's like if you're building a good house, that's when you're getting the cement in the ground at the right time of the year so that it's going to settle properly and it's not going to crack. You want to get those five basic needs met so that you can grow on that and you can expand on that so that it's you're going to build a stronger house with that, right? So you want, a, you want a super good foundation to be able to build on. So yeah, let's take a deep breath on that one. How does it feel for you when you look at it and you think, hmm, what is it like to not have my needs met? What is it like to not be loved by the people who are supposed to love you? 
And, you know, sometimes we will start questioning them too. Like, well, if my own blah, blah, blahs don't love me, well, maybe I'll find love somewhere else. So sometimes during the questioning period, it is partly trying to find people who will love you, finding your tribe. And I've listened to several uh, teens and people in their 20s who have YouTube videos about coming out. Again, I'm glad that they've kind of left the closet part out recently, but the only, again, the only reason you have to come out of anything is if you've been oppressed or suppressed. And if we could just change that so that everybody is empowered and don't have to do that. Yeah, let's just not have to do that. So um, there's some comments in the chat room. Uh, one of them is about, um, it's so important to have someone to talk about this, even parents, uh, for sure. Parents do blunder all the time. <laughs> and um, there's also a lot of angry people talking about um, their sexuality from a place of anger, right? And so, yeah, maybe you are angry. Maybe some things have happened um, to you after you came up after you decided to choose your identity and tell people about it. And maybe it wasn't comfortable for you. Maybe you've been abused, neglected, rejected. Uh, maybe none of those five basic needs were met. And so now you're looking for your community and you still have anger. But what I hope for anybody who's going through this is that when, when you do start to question and you feel what's going on for you and you're feeling conflicted, I hope that you reach out to somebody who can work with you. And if you don't know anybody, I hope that you feel comfortable that you can connect with me. So, so why do I say that? <laughs> because we already have enough anger in the world. We don't, we don't need more. What we need is for people to be able to be loving towards each other, no matter what. Um, you can identify people as assholes and you can love them from afar and never have to see them again. <laughs> you don't have to send them love either. You can just be like, you be in your space, I'll be in my space and that's it. So we just need to like, yeah, there's so much energy of sadness around this and, and um, like loss and sadness and, and I get it. And it's only really been in the last 30 years that people publicly started to come out in the media. For those of you who live in Canada, you'll know that the kids in the hall were one of the very first shows ever to actually show. It was like amazing what they showed. They had characters who were flamboyant, uh, beautiful, uh, alpha, homosexual characters they had they had um men in drag they had it all they had everything and anything and they explored things that nobody wanted to touch um but ellen degeneres gets a lot of credit <laughs> however scott thompson should get even more credit so scott thompson this one's for you <laughs> so i once actually met, came, came upon I was working in a store in Toronto and I, um, where I was working, one of the guys, Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall came in and I was so excited. I screamed, oh my God, you're Dave Foley. And um, I had to restrain myself from jumping on him. I was so freaking excited. It was about two or three years after 
the show had ended and I think he was already on um, some other stuff at that time. So, well, it's funny, but I truly love them and I love them then and I love them now. Um, they are back. So check them out if you'd like some great LGBTQ content. They're awesome for that. Um, also, Schitt's Creek is great for, for making it, make, for a show that makes the topic of sexuality so not, a, not an issue. Not even like, a, oh, we had to deal with this stuff and David's pansexual and we all had to deal with this. None of that happened. It was like, yeah, that's just matter of factly, here he is. And it was brilliant the way they did it. So I hope that those shows can also inspire you to allow you to feel comfortable, to know that there are parents out there, there are people out there who, who have come before you, who have walked the path, who have pioneered this this world of being able to be open and public and be able to have everybody be um, having a sense of freedom, one of those needs. So speaking of freedom, we're going to have happen to go into our next break, have a little freedom. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time? for a totally different sexual evolution. Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. I said that with strange hesitation because I don't know if you guys heard that during the break, this massive airplane went by and it practically skimmed our house. Whew, that was exciting. So I was like, what the? Here we are, we're back. We are queer, we're questioning, we're part of the alphabet mafia and we're having fun. So yeah, so age 47, that's where I'm at and I'm like, still questioning. I don't know that I'm going to continue to always define myself as sapiosexual, pansexual. I don't know. Does it matter? Not really. But you know what? For a lot of people, it does. And why do I say that? So when the pendulum swings, what we often have to do, and I've talked to a friend of mine about this, who uh, has like a PhD in some amazing stuff, and I'm going to try and have her on the show at some point. Um, uh, she works with uh, colonialism and bringing people, not colonialism, I'll get this correct in a minute, but anyway, uh, decolonialism, decol decolonializing things, places, uh, situations. Anyway, so um, I've actually talked to her about how, how and why is it that we require these labels, like why can't we just be ourselves and love people? And and historically, and what she's what she's uh, mentioned to me is that historically, when people are oppressed and suppressed, they absolutely need to swing the pendulum to the other side and become fully identified and become confident in being identified, so that the pendulum can eventually swing back to the middle and everything feels equal. But right now we're on the pendulum swing, so you might be noticing more and more. And yeah, for some of you who are really right wing, this might really be pissing you off. Um, but guess what? The pendulum's swinging. So the pendulum's swinging, deal with it. I'm neither right wing nor left wing. I have my own brain, so I don't really say that I'm any political party. There, have, there are certain things I feel are acceptable behavior and not acceptable behavior. And right now, there's a lot of unacceptable behavior going on on the planet, and I'd like to see more acceptable behavior going on. Oh, this is great. <laughs> I'm getting some stuff in the chat room um, about when people uh, came out, they became super gay. <laughs> I love it. It's like awesome. It's like wearing a super superhero <laughs> flag. Woohoo, I'm super gay. Oh, so one of the things that uh, one of the things that also is really important when you're going through the queer and the questioning period of your life is to ask some kind of pertinent questions, some fun questions. Let's lighten this up a bit, right? Um, why not lighten it up? We can lighten it up. So one of the things for lightening it up is asking the question, would I like to penetrate that person? You know, it could be with toys or fingers or whatever, you know, Sometimes the thing that gets you questioning is your attraction to a person that you see. And sometimes you're like, well, I'd really like to penetrate that person or have them penetrate me. So let's go there just for fun. And if that kind of gets your, you know, floats your boat and gets you going, oh, and your body's like tantalized by that, that's awesome. Just ride with that and play with that idea. Or again, you can fantasize about that. Um, and you can even, like, I have some really cool friends who, if I say to them, guess what, 
I had sex dreams about you last night. They're like, damn, thanks. I'm like, you're welcome. Because hell, they're at least they're cool about it. <laughs> so, so yes. And sometimes they're dreams and sometimes they're fantasies intentionally placed in there, right? It's whatever is working for you and whatever has, um, you know, if, if, you know, your friends are not rejecting you for saying this stuff, I think they're good friends. If they are rejecting you, maybe you reconsider your friendships because really if they're offended by that, who wants them? I think that friends would be like, woohoo, thanks. Well, my friends in the chat room would be like, woohoo, thanks. <laughs> so, so yay. Uh, so, um, so yeah, think about that. Would I like to penetrate them? You might not put that quote out in the world, so you'll need to listen to the, that one here on the radio. Now, here's some other fun questions. Would I like to kiss that person? Would I like to go on a date with this person? Uh, you know, what would I like to explore with this person? Oh, would I like to explore oral sex with them? Like receive it or give it? Hmm, I wonder. And so for somebody or a person who is asexual, they might not want any of this sex stuff going on. They identify as asexual and the whole thought of sex is not so fun, but they might not be aromantic. They might actually be romantic and asexual where they like the romance of the date, but not any of the other stuff. And they might be, yeah, there's so many different variations. We could talk about all of those different variations for a hundred years. There's so many. So, and then one of the questions too, when you're kind of like attracted to a person or they've piqued your interest and you're like, oh, I kind of dig that. And I'm not really sure. Is it, is it like, I want to have sex with them or do I like their clothes? Maybe I really like how their body is wearing clothes and that's why I'm attracted to them. So is it their style that I'm attracted to? Is it them? Is it their personality? Is it their mind? Is it their heart? Is it their, you know, the way they sing? What is it that attracts you to them? So question that, like, what is it that I'm attracted to about this person? And then another part of this could be like, do I actually want to be like them? Like, do I admire their body? Would I like to have their body? Would I like to touch their body? Would I like to like do things with their body? You know, then your mind might go straight and you're like, would I, would I like to bury my face in that chest? Would I like to bury my face in that ass? Would I like to bury my face in that crotch? Like your questions might go all over the place when you start to wonder about these things. So if it does start to open doors and you're wondering more, yeah, you, you might be really on the exploration side and the questioning side of this already. What I want you to know is that none of your answers are wrong with this. And that what I also want you to know is it's information that's for the moment. So how is that true? You're attracted to this person. Yeah, there might be even a biochemical reaction that happens, you know, all these great hormones. If you want to know something about hormones, you can always come over to my Happiness Hormones Club. Uh, we will have a link uh, available, but also if you join my mailing list, you'll be able to get access to the Happiness Hormones Club. It's only a four-part series, but it teaches you a lot about hormones. Your hormones could be reacting. And you might just be thinking you're in love because your endorphins are going high because something just happened. Maybe you just ran together, but now you're like connecting those endorphins to the person rather than the running. 
who knows? It's good to get clear on this because sometimes these things change just like it does in a heterosexual relationship, it changes. And sometimes you've been hetero for a while and then you're like, wait a second, no, I'm not. And sometimes even um, I once worked with somebody who was in their mid thirties, almost forties, lived their whole life since teenagehood as a gay man. And then in their like late thirties, early forties was like, whoa, I'm hetero. So maybe they were actually bi. Maybe we don't have to decide. <laughs> so that's the other thing is it can change guys. You don't have to define yourself. Absolutely. Fluidity is amazing because you can just change it at all times. You could be gender fluid. You could be sexually fluid. You could be romantically fluid and everything changes day by day, second by second, as our molecules do change day by day, second by second. There's actually a really great book uh, with neuroscience connected to how our brain is not binary. Um, I will be talking about that in a later show. Um, I just got it. I've just been digging into it. It's really fascinating stuff. So, yeah. So what would you like to do with that person? It could be fun. So why don't you think about those things? We're going to head to our next commercial break. I'm going to give you some more questions for exploration when we come back. And in the meantime, just don't judge the crap out of yourself. It could change. It could change forever. All right, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about queer and questioning and like what are some things you can ask yourself if you're questioning to get more clarity? Sometimes when we're questioning, your mind can just be overwhelmed and sometimes it becomes an obsession. So if you are obsessed with trying to figure out your sexuality, check on two things. Are you watching a lot of porn? If you are watching a lot of porn and you have images being thrown at you 24 seven with different things, your mind is probably super stimulated and you're having physiological reactions to that. The first thing I recommend is take a hiatus from porn. And by hiatus, I mean like 
three or four months off of porn. See how your body feels when it calms down and see who you are then attracted to more in a natural way by seeing them, by being around them, rather than the fantasy that these people are in pornography. It's fantasy. So your brain might be on fantasy mode and over, overdone. Also, like I mentioned um, before, I, when I was like in my twenties, like the first woman that I made out with, why didn't just kiss her, I like made out with her, but um, I was high and I was drunk. And so how do you know, right? So I recommend being sober. <laughs> Try not to be drunk and high at the time. Yeah, I know that's weird, right? <laughs> so you're, it chemically changes your body. And I'm also really keen on being present when you are attracted to somebody or you are exploring relationships. It's really helpful to be um, present because everything, when you are intoxicated or your body is full of toxins from drugs or alcohol or even like OD'd from too much porn because you can have that reaction in the body, you're you're just not going to, your body, it's like it's toxic, right? So you need to detox this stuff to get down to who you are, to really know who you are, rather than being chemically induced into thinking, who am I, right? So yeah. So how do we get into our own thoughts on that? Now, I'm pretty amazing at visualizing, but not everybody is. So how, what else could you do is you, you could actually make your own videos if you wanted of yourself. Um, I'm not a fan of the whole video situation though, because I think any hack, any tech can be hacked. And so I wouldn't bother. <laughs> I wouldn't want to have it out there in the world. People can pay money for that, not free. So, so what could you do? You know, you, you could get, you could get some art even if you want to explore imagery. You can get really sensual, beautiful art that can help you kind of see beauty in things too. It doesn't have to be vulgar. So you don't need to have all of your attraction be vulgar. Okay, so let's get you some more questions on what else can you question, right? So it's like, oh, who would I like to penetrate? Would I like to penetrate that person? We kind of started there, which is a fun one. Kissing the person, going on a date with them. And if you were going on a date, how would you feel? Because dating somebody who is, so if you've never dated somebody um, outside of like a heteronormative relationship, if you've never, if you've only ever had a heteronormative dating life, dating somebody who is the same gender identity as you is a different dynamic, a little bit different. Why? Because we're socialized to make it different. So sometimes people even be like, hey, who's the man in the relationship? Um, there are two women in the relationship or one person's gender fluid in the relationship. Like, uh, hello, why does there have to be the this role or the that role, right? We're weirdos. <laughs> so dating can be a little bit different and it's good to kind of be aware that if you've only done heteronormative dating before that it can be kind of, different i joke about it but i say that i go on dates with my friends well pre-covid i would go on dates with my friends and i never found it weird because like i'm i'm the weirdest kind of romantic i could go for ice cream and be like that was romantic so 
not a lot. It doesn't take a lot for me to feel like it was a romantic situation in my life. <laughs> so you can start simple like that. Go out for an ice cream or a coffee. Ice cream is a fun one to go out for because you can kind of see their skills when they eat ice cream. Like, what do they do when they look at it? What do they do when they eat it? Like, do they do it slow? Do they do that fast? Do they really savor it? What do they do? It's a delightful way to learn about person's skills for oral sex. Just saying, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. So <laughs> try that one out. Um, what else could you do is going on a date with somebody. You could even just go for a walk, right? You can keep it really simple if this is something totally new for you. So you feel comfortable. So, you know, we, are, we were wondering about what is it that you like with, for that person, about that person. Also, one of the questions too to ask is, are you like, are your choices of identity being influenced by somebody? Like, have you decided you're hetero because people have told you you are? Have you decided that you're going to be a lesbian because people have told you that you act like one and are one? Question it for you. And everything that everybody else is saying can just go into a giant fuck off bottle and the plug can go on it and it can go away because that's their shit. That's not your shit. So every, all those different influences, you can start to question. And one of the fun ways to question for me is using the work of Byron Katie to ask, is it true? How do I know for certain it's true? Without this thought, who would I be? And then when you turn it around, it's like, wait a minute. Oh, okay. She has great work. You can use her four questions for literally anything. And I love using them for even things like sexuality, gender, and romanticism. Also, are you choosing something out of fear? Like, are you choosing to be with a woman because now you're afraid of being with men? Maybe you were raped or violated or you've had terrible relationships. So I encourage you not to fear anger, rage. Get that stuff healed and looked at. Get some, get talking to somebody, either talk to a coach or a counselor or a therapist to connect with me, but get that stuff cleared up before you start thinking you have to define yourself and the number one thing i want to leave you with is please do not judge yourself and please do not think you have to come up with the answer and the label like yesterday you don't and you can change your mind and you can change it again and you can change it again and if there's if you feel like you're going to be judged i won't judge you you can call me thank you for listening to the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.